0: Good morning. On this Tuesday morning, welcome to our devotional Golden Nugget, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we finished up on talking about the war between the flesh and the soul and between the spirit and the flesh. It all takes place in the soul. The mind is part of the soul. The emotions is part of the soul. The will is part of the soul. That is the part that has to be renewed and renovated, according to Romans chapter 12, in verse number 2. And that is the part that is many times by Christians ignored. Yes, we are saved when the blood of Jesus washed us. We're forgiven of our sins. We were born again. We were created a new creation. But we don't stay that way. We have to, on a daily basis... Have the new man renewed. That means we grow. Not only grow, but we, we begin to learn to bear fruit. But at the same time, our mind, our understanding, uh, our reasoning capacity, uh, our ability to make decisions and carry them through with the will, and our emotions under control, have all got to be retrained in the soul. And of course, the flesh it wants the control of the soul so that it can have its way so when paul wrote in excuse me when peter wrote in uh, chapter 2 in verse 11 he said dear friends since you are foreigners and temporary residents in this world i'm encouraging you to keep away from the desires of your corrupt nature these desires these desires constantly attack you Or another translation said, Dear friends, I entreat you as pilgrims and foreigners not to indulge in the cravings of the lower nature. For such cravings war upon the soul. Well, if we look at the book of Ephesians in chapter 4, in verse 18, there's a few translations that I want to use to help us understand this one. It says, Having the understanding darkened. When was the understanding darkened? When Adam and Eve fell, when they succumbed to the temptation and the lie of the devil, then their soul, their soul all of the sudden made the decision along with the understanding, along with the will, along with the emotions, to desire to taste and eat of that fruit because it would make them wise. This wisdom that they were going to receive was not going to be of God, but was going to be the wisdom that comes from the devil, devilish. And we see that in the book of James in chapter 3 and verse 15, where the scripture does mention and talk about that the, uh, the wisdom that comes from the devil, it's uh, sensual, it's earthly, and it's devilish. In other words, it affects the soul. It affects the physical body, the desires, and it also is uh, able to be attacked by the devil. In other words, it can succumb to the assaults and the deceptiveness of the enemy. And that's what is pointed out here in Ephesians 4.18. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. Two things. Because we are, before coming to Christ, walking in darkness, automatically we are alienated from that life of God. But we're also alienated from that life if we continue to walk in darkness and not in the light. As we walk in the light, uh, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin and unrighteousness. But we need to be walking in the light. So the scripture says, alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of the heart. Where where did the blindness of the heart come? According to the book of 2 Corinthians, in chapter 4, in verse number 4, it talks about our hearts, our eyes, the eyes of our, of our understanding, being blinded by the God of this world. The scripture reads in, in, this, uh, <clears throat> in this manner, it says, In whom the God of this world, talking about Satan, Lucifer, the devil, In whom the God of this world, and it's not talking about the planet, the physical planet, it's not talking about the cosmos, but it's talking about the age that an individual lives in, has blinded the minds of them which believe not. And of course, we learn from the sower, sows the seed. Out of the four groups that hear the word of God, the very first group that receive it or hear it, uh, excuse me, they don't receive it and keep it because they're understanding. Being darkened, they're not capable of receiving it. Therefore, it's just trampled by the wayside. It says, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them for we preach not ourselves but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servant for Jesus sake so when we get back to Ephesians 4:18 another translation to help us understand their minds are in the dark remember he is the prince of darkness not the prince of light and life so their minds are in the dark. They are stubborn and ignorant and have missed out on the life that comes from God. They no longer have any feeling about what is right. That's society today, both Christian and non-Christian. Why do you say Christian, pastor? Because many Many choose the way of Satan instead of the way of God, believing that they are doing right, simply because their conscience has not been awakened to know the difference between good and bad, between that which is right and wrong, between good and evil. Their mind is still in the dark. Why? Because they have not allowed the word of God to penetrate the soul. And begin to renew it and to change it. The spirit man inside them that has been born again wants to, is willing. But because of the flesh and because of the soul, then they become the dominant force in the life of a Christian. Instead of the spirit of God being the dominant force that dictates, guides, and directs the decisions, the path, and the walk of a believer. The scripture says in another translation, it says they can't understand because they are in the dark. There is no light whatsoever. If you're in the dark, you can't see where you're at. You don't know what's in front of you, what's behind you, what's to one side. They are excluded from the life that God approves because of their ignorance and stubbornness. Now, another translation says their corrupt logic has been clouded. By what? Has been clouded because their hearts are so far from God. Their blinded understanding and deep-seated moral darkness keeps them from the true knowledge of God. And I want to emphasize here the true knowledge of God. There is a knowledge of God that comes from a book that can be erroneous, can be false, can be a lie, can be deceptive. But then there is the knowledge that comes from knowing him personally in prayer, in worship, in times of meditation, in times of hardship and and stress. Where you know the peace of God that surpasses all understanding is garrisoning, is guarding and protecting your heart during that time. There is a difference. So let's look at it again. Their corrupt logic has been clouded because their hearts are so far from God. Their blinded understanding, remember, in whom the God of this world has blinded, their blinded understanding and deep-seated moral darkness keeps them from the true knowledge of God. Deep moral darkness. That's why their acts, their acts are against God, forbidden by God, prohibited by God, but yet they accept them as normal. Why? Because they have no true knowledge. Their understanding in their soul has been darkened and and, or continues to be in the dark. Another translation says, With darkened understandings, having by reason of ignorance, which is deep-seated in them, the insensibility of their moral nature, no share in the life which God gives. Now, to distinguish, and I want to just kind of introduce this today. uh, It's going to take a little bit more time, so uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more on our next message. But the only way that you can expose a lie or deceit, is with truth. You, you, you can't do it by out-shouting somebody or by physically uh, trying to make them see the light. The only way is truth. <clears throat> now, in the world, they can get real philosophical, and you can probably go through entire college courses on what is truth, and they will give you everything philosophical from who knows when to who knows where, And yet, unless they have a knowledge, a working, living knowledge of God in their life, they have missed truth. Truth is according to their wisdom. Truth is according to their understanding, in whom the God of this world rules. He is the one that dictates what is true and what is not true. But the Word of God is the one that dictates what is true or not true. So if we look at three particular verses, there are more, but I'm just going to introduce three of them real quick. In the book of 1 John, excuse me, in the book of John uh, 14, 6, John 14, 17, and John 17, 17, we are given a triangle, a perfect triangle of what is truth. And that triangle is Jesus is truth. The Spirit of God is truth. And the Word of God, the Bible, is truth. So if we want to know if something is truth or true, it has got to agree with what the Spirit of God says, with what the Bible says, and with who Jesus is. Like some may say, like the Antichrist spirit, they will say, well, we believe in Jesus, but we just don't believe that he came in the flesh. Well, that's contrary to the word of God. Or we believe in Jesus, but we just don't believe that he was born of a virgin. Or we believe in Jesus, but don't believe that he's the son of God. See, that is a half truth, but it's a lie completely. So when the scripture says, for these three things, a perfect triangle of truth, that is, Jesus said, in John 14:6 I am the way the truth and the life and no man cometh to the father but by me that's one one side of the triangle in John 14:17 even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but you know him because he is with you and shall be in you That's the second side of the triangle. Look at the third side of the triangle. In John 17, 17, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So here we see a perfect example in the scripture of how to combat a lie. How to come against the deceptiveness and protect yourself against the deceitfulness of the enemy. Just use the little triangle and put whatever it is in there. Does it correspond to Christ? Does it agree with him? Does it correspond according to what the Spirit of God is saying? And does it meet the standard of agreeing with the Word of God? Then and only then can we identify what has been done as truth. It doesn't matter how the devil imitates everything that God does. We have to apply the standard of truth to it in order to know if we are being deceived or not being deceived. Our understanding can be clouded by simply what we see, what we hear, what we feel. But yet it may not agree with the written word of God, with what the spirit of God is saying and with who and what Jesus is today. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Join us on Wednesday when we continue along these lines. But until then, keep looking up our Redeemer and redemption draweth near. The Lord fully and richly bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.